y'all hear me? Yes. No? Yes? Yes. You can hear me? Can you hear me way in the back? Not real well? Let's see. <laughs> I think it seems like the preachers of old and stand on a stump. My three friends that are going to help me, if y'all wouldn't mind coming forward right now. This is a wrap-up, and it's going to be a short wrap-up, but the wrap-up is mostly going to be about you. What we're going to do is we're going to read the passage that we looked at this week. And as we read the passage that we've looked at, what I'd like for you to do is just reflect and think upon maybe one big idea, one thing that struck you, an aha, um, something about God, the theme's been knowing God that's become clear in your mind and even more real in your heart. And I know you've had a time of sharing, but I'd like to focus possibly uh, for a few minutes, those of you that would like to share specifically what God had worked and is working in teaching you as a result of this passage. Okay? So here's the passage. Let's start with 1 through 5. Take it away. Can you stand for the reading of God's Word? That sounds great. <laughs> glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him and this is eternal life that they may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent I have glorified you on the earth I have finished the work which you have given me to do and now O father glorify me together with yourself with the glory which you which I had with you before the world was I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you, for I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them, and have come to know the truth that I came from you, and that I have, and that they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine. And I am glorified in them. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given them, that they may be one, even as we are. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost, except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am of them. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, just as I am of them. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is true. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me, and love them even as you loved me. 
Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have shown love with that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Okay, so the first, the first night we looked at that passage 1 through 5, and the theme was knowing God. So if there's anything particularly about that 1 through 5 that had struck you, we'd love to hear from you. The theme was about knowing God, that intelligent mysticism. If that struck a chord with you, we'd love to, I'd love to hear how that passage struck you. Yeah, please, stay. Um, I think a lot of us can agree, but uh, that God can't love us any more or love us any less. Because um, He's unchangeable. Uh, we're so used to change. Our day-to-day -day life is constantly changing. From this morning till tonight, constantly changing. But that hasn't changed. And we'll never understand that. Just our uh, intelligent side screaming out. But uh, that's where the, I guess, mystic side steps in. We've really, that's, that's our faith. Um, that's what we search for. Um, I still don't get it. I, I think a lot of this week I, I won't get for the rest of my life until I die. But the knowledge of God is so powerful and can be expressed, shared, as it was this week, and I think that's what hit me hardest was that no matter what I do, it's about what He's done and who God is, and it's that He loves me no more and no less. He has infinite love. That's good. Anybody else? How about we shift and we go to the next passage? You got somebody over here? Oh, I'm sorry. Sure. Okay. Go ahead, Smoke. Um, well, I just adore, okay, thank you, Smoke, for <laughs> the way that um, God has interpreted a feeling side, an emotional side, and an intellectual side because all of our personalities are so different and everybody has different strengths. And that gives us something that we can excel in and something that we can grow in. And I think that's so important just for us in our lives to have something to work towards and to have something that we can hold on to and that we can just praise God with. So yeah. I think it's awesome how there are two sides to that. Yeah. The intellectual and the mystic. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. How did that help you specifically? Like, because you, are you a feeler? I am a feeler. Yes, you yeah. are a feeler. I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but because I'm a feeler, sometimes when I'm not feeling things, it's difficult 
um, my walk yeah. with Christ is difficult. Yeah. And that's when the intellectual part really kicks in and helps. Yeah. Um, because that way I have something else to lean on and to grow in. Yeah. So when I'm not feeling, I can yeah. grow in a different way. Yeah. So, so remember, the, remember the line, clarity to the mind, realness to the heart. Intelligent mysticism. All right, then we moved and we went to uh, the way we know God in the world. Uh, anyone in particular, did that strike you a certain way? Did God give you clarity to the mind or realness to the heart with how we relate to the world? Do we escape it? Do we embrace it? And the answer was we do both. Anyone in particular there? Go ahead. I, I, stand uh, up, bud. Stand up? Yeah, uh, we got to hear my, you. <laughs> my voice isn't too loud right now. Uh, but this, uh, this passage truly encouraged me and filled me with an enthusiasm going into college. Huh. And my college in particular seems to be quite unfulfilled, quite lost. Yeah. And I, I, I feel that with the protection of the Holy Spirit yeah. I can I can face temptation yeah. and be a light yeah. to others and I'm yeah. excited to do that yeah that's great brother. yeah good so how how does knowing that the world tries to offer us a substitute garden how does that help you oh well I I, I see I, I like to use the word narcotic yeah. for anything that we rely on to fulfill us that's not God. Good. Um, and that can be absolutely anything, anything we elevate along uh, above God. And, and I, I personally elevate a lot of things above God too much. Yeah. Oh, that's good. All right. Thank you. Anybody else in that particular passage? Yeah, yeah uh, go ahead, bud. Yeah, Stan, please. Uh, so, I, I, I've gone to like a large public school my whole life. Um, and um, when, when, when talking about ministry, um, I haven't fully like embraced the world. I, I have so many um, like non-believers around me. Like, my be- like one of my best friends uh, is lost. And like I'll do... I, I'll do what I feel is like like my part, yeah. and I'll like bring it up every once in a while, and then like I, I'm, I'm scared to get like my, my hands dirty with it, yeah. because um, it's scary, you know. It's yeah. uh, it's just it's not comfortable to to have those conversations, and um, so I've kind of kept to myself uh, with my faith, like kind of taking myself away from the world and so, and not had both sides of it, embracing it. So just knowing that, um, wow, um, just knowing that that's needed and yeah, that's just like really touched my heart this week. So So do you, um, how does it help you to know that you are actually participating in something that Jesus is already doing? In other words, our movement in the world is just being a part of what he's already doing and actually getting less and less in the way. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, it's, that's super comforting because, yeah. like, 
if I were to think about like trying to like do all this on my own, like yes. I would just quit before I even started. Yeah. And uh, just knowing like that God already and Jesus already they're already at work, yeah. um, and I'm just a kind of like a, a, a funnel of God's yeah. grace and God's love. Um, just trying to, you know, spread the word and stuff. Like it's very, it's so comforting knowing that like it like God is using me instead of me trying to prove prove myself or prove something to God. That's like good, it's, you know. That's really good. How about did any how about being an unshockable person in the world? Did that strike anyone in a particular way? If it has, I want to hear about it. Go ahead, Buck. Alright, well I am a very, very heavy perfectionist when it comes to it. Can you speak really loud because I know those folks back there want to hear you too. Um, so I've always been a really big perfectionist and for me, realizing that it shouldn't shock me that I will mess up or that anyone else will mess up, friends, family, whoever it be, that I should not be surprised by it, I shouldn't reject it. But instead, I should accept it and welcome it in and begin to bring Christ to myself, start talking with Christ, start talking with God, and then start talking to those people about God and Christ and their position and where they're at. It's really just a huge, huge reminder that we're all imperfect, absolutely sinful creations and we all need Jesus no matter where we're at. That's great. I'm going to keep us moving because I know time is, is an issue here too. How about knowing God with awe and intimacy? Remember that Holy Father, keep them. So we have the awe with the Holy, we have the Father with the intimacy. That dynamic of Him keeping us, giving awe, we don't keep ourselves, right? How has that maybe struck you in a certain way? Anybody? Anybody in the back that we can't see? Yes, go ahead, stand, brother. Um, I thought it was interesting, one of the points you brought up, to know God with intimacy. A lot of us think it's hard because he seems, like, detached from us. Yeah. But in his word, like the speak-action theory that... Yeah. Uh, our words are more than just words. Like, they actually accomplish something that through God's word we actually like it's him speaking to us yeah. and it's him doing it's God moving in the world I thought that was really amazing how close God actually is to us like he's right in our hands every single day yeah. and we miss it all the time ah, that's great. so let's blend that let's blend that with anybody else who wants to talk about that holy <coughs> intimacy the scriptures right sanctify us by the truth your word is truth the lion, the imperishable seed, speech act theory. Take it away. Um, I think um, how um, God says that he keeps us and we have nothing to do with the state really at all. Um, I think it gives us just amazing assurance that our life is, we have nothing to lose because we have everything so we can risk um, getting messy with people who are unbelievers yes. and um, going into hard places because we have that assurance and I mean I think with awe and intimacy like they both go together once you realize 
how much God loves you, you're just so much more in awe. And, um, I mean, realizing that the God who made the whole world and everything and made everyone, like, cares about me and, like, saw me before everything and loved me like he did Jesus, it's, it's so unbelievable, but it's true. So, it's just so amazing. Anybody else on that particular passage? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Back here? Yes, please. Um, well, I think that one phrase that God keeps me and I don't keep me, I think it's really helpful when you, um, whenever I struggle with anxiety, it's just really good to know that, I mean, I mean, it convicts me too because it's like, it's ridiculous for me to be anxious or worried or nervous about something because it's like God is so powerful. I mean, he made the mountains, he made the universe, he made the stars, he made the planets, he made absolutely everything. And I'm worried about some silly little thing. I mean, there's a million things that we're each worried about in just a single span of a day. So it's really comforting to just be able to tell myself, God keeps me and I don't keep me. You know what's so great about that? What you just did is the intelligent mystic. You see, when you, you got the truth, God keeps me, I don't keep me, there's the intelligent part, there's the clarity of the mind, and your heart, by the power of God's Spirit, actually begins to feel it. It takes truth to heal bad emotions, wrong emotions, wrong thinking. That's how powerful the scriptures are. Sorry, y'all, that, that smoke's just killing me. Um, all right, let's go to... Let's go to unity, oneness, the body of Christ. Anything in that particular passage? I see a hand way back there. Go ahead, stand up, please. I think what really struck me and what kind of pulls a lot of these passages together um, is that we, we know Christ through unity. So if the passage is about knowing God and how eternal life is to truly know God, um, when God is in us and we are in Him, that's, that's what pulls us together and makes us one. And that's also how we come to know God. Yeah. Um, and that really struck me how it, it, the passage itself is unified in that way. Yeah, yeah that's really good. Are you an English major? Are you wanting no. to be? Are you a language geek? I do like yeah, there you go. Join the club. It's a good club. Anybody else? How helpful is it to know... And this is obviously a rhetorical question, but how helpful is it to know that Jesus has already accomplished our friendship, our unity, our oneness? And so now the issue is being good teammates and good friends. Uh, we are friends. We are teammates. Now it's being good ones, right? Okay, let's move on to the last, and that is the last passage was... Remember the rainbow? That there is a rainbow? And that rainbow is, is the grace of God uh, and how God has loved His Son before and that He loves you with the same kind of love. Anybody else on that particular topic? <coughs> yes, please. Um, one of my uh, dear friends... Um, told me this past year that they're agnostic because they went to the Holocaust um, areas and um, just hearing the 
the story of the guy who spent 11 years uh, studying it and seeing it and feeling so much anguish and just despair. And um, it just really gave me hope to show his hope in that one village he found, to show the hope to my friend. Hmm. And um, I think that we always, at one point in our life, we will go through those hard times and something will bring us hope. And that rainbow is just so fulfilling and just feels like life has begun again. And that's just like what happened after the flood. Life began again. And so that's just really uh, encouraging to me. That's great. You should preach. That's awesome. Anybody else? The whole passage, final shot, things that strike you, ahas, clarity to your mind, realness to your heart. Um, one of the coolest things to me about this passage is that throughout this whole passage, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, like, it kind of reminds me of like a little school kid who has a best friend and then they meet someone new and they're like, I really want to be this person's best friend. Please let me be this person's best friend. Yeah. Um, it was really cool to know that Jesus is sitting there praying to God so that he can be our best friend. Huh. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. Any final? Anybody else before we wrap up? Go ahead, Sweetie. Sorry, I'm talking again. But um, <laughs> um, you said that Jesus left the Trinity so that we would never have to be apart from them. And I had never heard that before, and I never understood, like, the Trinity is one, and they love each other, and yes. they are a community, and yes. they are the perfect community, and they are the perfect bond of what the church is supposed to look like. And, like, that just became real to me, like, this week. And so I just have a whole new respect and a gratefulness to Jesus because he did leave something that was perfect, you know, so that we would be able to be in that and to know that and that is just so cool that is cool okay is there somebody back there I'm missing alright 